Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Matt Adams from the Golf Channel here with us on CBS Sports Radio. Matt, you've been a minute. How you doing? I'm good, Jody Mack. I can't even imagine what we have to talk about tonight. Well, let's start with this. Do you know if there's any truth to the rumor that Phil Mickelson reached out to Vladimir Putin and said, is there any way you can get the spotlight of international uh, debacle off my back here, big guy? Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, and I realize when we talk with a more generalized sports audience, they know that Phil stepped into something, but they don't understand exactly what happened and why. The bottom line was that The Saudi Investment Fund, which is a fund from the Saudi Arabia royal family, they're using this fund for various investments. And in the case of golf, they're trying to make the country attractive for tourism and for development. So they're pouring a tremendous amount of money and including hiring all the biggest architects in the game to build these new golf courses to say, hey, we're a nice place to come to. Come and see us. Bring your money. Invest, etc. So. They decided to fund a golf tour, and they were ready to put in reportedly a billion to a billion five. I've heard as high as $3 billion. They've got more money than you know who. So that's how it started. They approached Jack Nicklaus and said, hey, we'd like you to be CEO of this venture. And and he says that they offered him $100 million. No reason to doubt that. He turned it down because he didn't like the idea of the necessary part of it, which is you'd have to take the top players from the PGA Tour at least 18-ish times a year to get them to play in this new league. So he declined. Greg Norman said yes. Greg Norman started to reach out to various players. They aligned themselves with the Asian Tour, which was very important because they needed world ranking points so that they could look these players in the eye and go, you'll still be able to play in the majors because you're still going to get the world ranking points you're going to need to get in. That's how it all started. That's what started rolling. Behind the scenes, and I have no idea how much money they offered Phil Mickelson, but I'm sure it was massive as he still is the reigning PGA champion, oldest man ever to win a major. And Phil, he's always the master of his PR. He always has been. None of that is new. All of us that are in, inside the game, we see Phil with the glasses or the shirt on, dodging the golf balls in the TV commercial or the coffee mug with his logo on it. That's Phil. We all just kind of roll our eyes and say, it's Phil, it's Phil. That's the way it is. It's always, always been. So he did an interview with a, with a, a journalist named John Huggin from Golf Digest. Uh, John is out of Glasgow, Scotland. 
And he began, he did what he always did. He controlled the message. He laid the groundwork for using quotes, including obnoxious greed of the PGA tour. And it was this start, just start to churn up the, the, the waters a little bit, muddy them up a little bit. That did not go over well. It was a misjudgment. So when he was laying low after that article went out and he got roundly criticized as instead of looking like he was complaining about the greed of a tour, instead it looked like he himself was way too greedy in complaining about a, a tour that has helped him amass a fortune upwards of $800 million by estimate, uh, number 29 in the 2021 Forbes list of earning by athletes uh, outside of their field of competition by some $40 million. So that's what happened. Then an interview from November resurfaced or surfaced, I should better put for the first time, but it took place in November. Author named Alan Shipnuck, who's writing an unauthorized biography on Phil. Phil had reached out to Alan because Phil, again, just like Tiger, this case likes to control the message. So he called up and said, hey, you know, I know I've got some dark spots in my, in my personal history can we go a little easy on that? And it's believed that along the way, as it works in journalism, as you know, sometimes you give a little to, to, to get a little. And I right. think he was hoping that, that this guy would slow down on, on the Saudi-backed league. It's called the Super Golf League, SGL. I think he was hoping he'd back off that a little bit. So Phil seemed as if he was kind of talking loose and free and easy. And Phil claims that he was under the understanding that this was off the record as background the author said it was never off the record. He never agreed. There was never, hey, business between you and me. None of that ever took place. We don't actually know what took place. All we do know is that he did say what he said. Phil hasn't denied that. And when that got out, it has been an absolute firestorm. He attacked the people that are backing the Saudi Golf League. He said that he was only doing it to, to, to for leverage on the negotiations with the PGA Tour to get the things that he wanted out of them. Uh, he used a language that, that is not a, a associated with golfers, good, better, or different. I don't care how he talks, but the rest of the world does. So he's lost sponsorships. He's lost a hosted gig of the American Express on the PGA Tour. Uh, this could do damage to his prospects of being a Ryder Cup captain for the United States. The fallout has been highly, highly severe. He did put out a statement, and people are calling it a statement of apology. It was ish. It kind of read a little bit more like, I'm sorry, but I, what I'm really sorry about is that I got caught. But that's that's pretty much the kind of in a nutshell, Jody Mack. That's a damn big nutshell, and there's a couple things we need to parse off it, but uh, great job by you. Thank you for explaining. For those who haven't been keeping up much with the story, Matt Adams of the Golf Channel, our guest here on uh, CBS Sports Radio. General guesstimate, how much he's lost in endorsements over the last several weeks? At least $20 million a year minimum, damn. probably closer to 30 or 40 that's a pretty big chunk of change. Uh, you mentioned that in the two places where he's spoken, either on the record or off the record, the author certainly claims on, Phil's saying off. I uh, took shots at both uh, the new Super League and also the PGA. Is Phil right now a guy without a country? Yeah, in some ways he is. Now, you have to remember, he currently, as we understand it, he is still a member of the PGA Tour. He is a lifetime exempt member of the PGA Tour because of his number of wins, period. As soon as you get to 20 wins, you're lifetime exempt. So he has that status. 
Where it gets gray is Commissioner of the PGA Tour, Jay Monahan, said early on, look, you guys that talk about your, your as independent contractors, if you decide to compete in this Saudi-backed league, which we view as an incredible threat to our business, and the reason why the tour takes it so seriously is because it's backed by so much money. Sure. It is a legitimate, credible threat. So the commissioner said, look, here's a door. If you want to go, just go, but don't come back. Now, the fact that Phil in that, in that uh, article that was released by Alan Shipnuck from uh, November said that he was a part of some kind of a group of players, undefined, that helped to craft, and it sounded like crafting from a legal perspective, documents for the formation of the Super Golf League. I don't know whether that constitutes aligning himself formally, thus enacting the wrath of the PGA Tour and potential lifetime ban from the tour. It seems as though more likely is that he's in line definitely for suspension. And he's in line for suspension for a number of different reasons. For people who'd be sitting out there, you know, shrugging their shoulders and go, wait a minute, I thought they are independent contractors. Why can't he do what he wants to do? Because he engaged in what he engaged in, both in from the language from, from his attacking of uh, the tour, which attacks the tours owned by the players, so it's attacking fellow players too, et cetera. He did what they call conduct unbecoming. And conduct unbecoming, you can get fined and you can get suspended for it. The difference with the PGA Tour than some other major leagues is they, they do not release this information. So you don't know. At the end of Phil's uh, Mia Culpa, he, he said, I desperately need to get away. And we don't know if that was an acknowledgement of, hey, I'm not going to step in it one more time, but I, I got suspended. I won't be around for a while. So there's so much mystery that surrounds big chunks of everything that's going on. All right. You mentioned the sit down that he had to maybe put some in place, do some advising, not necessarily sign on as a member of this super golf tour in uh, Saudi Arabia, Arabia. But you said there were others that were consulted along these lines. He did this with others. Well, I have not seen one guy on the tour come out and say, well, yeah, you know, there's something to what Phil's saying. Uh, Rory McIlroy went stone cold on the attack against Phil Mickelson. Uh, who, is there any way to find out who the others were who may have at least consulted on this with Phil? And has yeah. that now specifically changed because of the reaction Phil's got because he let the cat out of the bag? Many things have happened, and to use your word, reaction, and, and I'll, I'll go through some of those reactions that have taken place. Now, one thing to correct you on, just because it, it is, in, in a journalistic sense, it's fairness to mention this. Most of the players are agreeing with elements of what Phil Mickelson said. Most of the players are saying, look, I don't care what the business is, any business could be better. So... What Phil is saying in terms of things the PGA Tour needs to do to get better, there are players that are standing up and going, he's not wrong about that. Now, if you look at and again, you can put this under that category of reaction if you want to. But if you look at what the tour is doing, the purse for the Players' Championship, which is just a couple weeks down the road, is now $20 million. Their post-playoff synthetic cup, a conclusion is now worth way more money than what it used to be worth before. So there's money pouring into these different areas that hadn't been there before. They put this program in called the PIP, 
which is the player impact program that Phil ironically claims that he won, which is a $40 million bonus. Again, it wasn't meant to be public. It was leaked. That was for players who had the biggest impact in social media platforms. And in other words, to try to get players to engage with fans. Well, they did big time. And so Phil apparently won that first prize, which is worth reportedly $8 million. Other reactions, uh, bricks to fall, if you please, from what happened over the last week or so. Bryson DeChambeau, who was rumored to be the poster boy for the new Super Golf League, reportedly offered somewhere in the vicinity of $130 million to join. He came out and pledged his loyalty to the PGA Tour, saying, ah, no, no, if the best players in the world are playing the PGA Tour, that's where I am. That was after the Phil fallout. Uh, Dustin Johnson, after the Phil fallout, came out and said, no, 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 I'm perfectly happy in the PGA Tour. I'm staying right here. Just a couple of days ago, Xander Shoffley came out and said, I'm staying right here. You mentioned Rory McIlroy. He's already said as much. John Rahm said as much. Justin Thomas has said as much. I can go on and on. Players who have not said that they are committed solely to the PGA Tour tend to be people who are big, prominent players, but they're in that gray area of their career. I'm talking about major champion Henrik Stenson. I'm talking about never a major champion, but knocked on a lot of doors, Lee Westwood. I'm talking about the character that is defined mostly in, in European Ryder Cup teams, Ian Poulter, uh, major champion and golf's kind of poster boy for, you know, sexiest man in golf and, and Adam Scott. Well, he's 41 years old now and gray at the temples and saying maybe it's time to take something like this. He lives in Switzerland with his family. Not a bad deal for a tour that would be based predominantly out of uh, Europe, it seems. So there are people out there that are saying, now here's the interesting thing, more, more potential future fallout. They haven't named who the European Ryder Cup captain is yet. They, they're saying that the, on Monday that it's going to be Zach Johnson named as a captain of the United States Ryder Cup. So the candidates for the Ryder Cup on the European side had been names that I just gave you in Stenson and Poulter and Westwood because they're all a little bit older than one Luke Donald, but it looks like Luke Donald is, is lead to get it. Does he deserve it? Absolutely. But why? Why him? Why now? because those other guys are reportedly interested in taking the bait and going to the Super Golf League and the European Tour, which is now called the DP World Tour, they have the same edict as everybody else saying, look, if you go, don't let the door hit you on the way out. If you go, you've gone. So the, the, the reaction from all of this, Jody Matt, continues to swirl, and it is continuing to happen. Okay, a couple more things. And again, you're doing a great job breaking this down for us. Matt Adams of the Golf Channel here with us on CBS Sports Radio. Predominantly going to be played in Europe, aligned with the Asian Tour, but it's the Saudi Super League. How does that work if they're trying to generate all this interest in golf in their country? How Just because they're writing the check, big tournaments in Europe are somehow going to uh, benefit the country of Saudi Arabia? Yeah, I mean it's it's like anything else. That now you're now you're getting into marketing and advertising and impressions, et cetera. Uh, that obviously, whatever they do is going to have a heavy component of you know who the money is behind it, and it's no different than any other major sponsor of a team, of a league, of a stadium, et cetera, et cetera. That's what it's going to be about. They call it in this case sports washing. It was the same criticism of the Olympics in China, sports washing, where. You use sports to cast this image of you, your administration, your country, your ambitions, whatever the heck it is, and you use that as a result to overcome 
uh, maybe things you don't want the world to know. And in the case of Saudi Arabia, obviously, it's the atrocious record of human rights. Right. So that's what all this is about. It, it's about that, that moral tug of war that's going on back and forth. But don't get anybody wrong. This is also about pure business in the competition that goes on therein. It's one of the reasons why that, that I would imagine the PGA Tour is going to cringe every time everyone stands up and goes, whoa, you got all these things you're doing now in reaction to the threat of the Super Golf League backed by the Saudis. And the PGA Tour goes, wait a minute, have you considered for a second that last month in January, our new media contracts kicked in, so we got a lot more dough to spread around. So there's a little bit of everything going on here. Did uh, Phil's statements about the Saudi Republic and, and the problems that they have and the things that they're trying to wash with this new golf league, did he alienate himself enough to not be part of it going forward? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that at all. I mean, there, I've seen some people that are interpreting his statement as, in some way, they, they phrased as crawling back to the PGA Tour, etc. His statement never used the phrase PGA Tour. It was never in his statement at all. Phil Mickelson apologized to pretty much everybody else. It's important to me. Apologized to his fans. Uh, he apologized to Live Golf Investments. That is Greg Norman's group that's, that's putting all of this together for the Saudi Golf-backed uh, Super Golf League. Uh, he apologized to them, and he said multiple times that he was taken out of context without his permission. And I don't know, for me, just looking at it as an outsider, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. But when you say that you, you, you don't deny that you said something, instead you, you said, wait a minute, I didn't give permission for that to be released. Okay, well, that's not the greatest way to defend yourself when you said something. They could go, and wait a minute, it was taken out of context. You have to tell us the context or else we don't know what that means. Do you mean you were joking? Like, like funny, ha-ha? What, what does that mean? That you didn't, you didn't mean it that way? You, get, you were just yucking it up? Otherwise, the words are the words. Right. So he apologized for what he said. He apologized for the language that he used. Uh, he apologized to, to Live Golf Investments, which is the, the golfing organization that's putting all this together for the Saudi-backed public in, investment fund. He said that, that they're revisionaries and they passionately love golf, which, again, I thought was interesting because I'm thinking, well, who do you work with that doesn't passionately love golf? Does the, the, the tour not do it? Anyway, that was all in there. He apologized to his sponsors, and he said, look, I've, ta- I've given them all you know, permission to – to pause or break with me if that's what they want to do, which I thought was interesting that he wrote it in a way that said he gave them permission. Okay, <laughs> fine. And then at the end of the whole thing, he he basically said, look, uh, you know, everything I'm doing here, I'm trying to do for the betterment of the game. And, and people that look and know Phil, they're the same people that criticize him when he accused the tour of obnoxious greed. Even Brooks Kepka said, you know, I don't know if I would talk about greed if I were Phil Mickelson. P- players openly. Now, even that, Jody Mack, is something we've never seen before in the history of the game. What's happening here is historic for a number of different reasons. One, golf at its top tier has never been challenged like this before, ever. Two, the fact that players are openly criticizing other players. Never happened before. It is against the rules of the PGA Tour to speak disparagingly of another player. And three, as I've told you this before over the years when we spoke, for the last two and a half decades, almost three in Phil's case, the, the golf media knew how the dance goes. And the way the dance goes is you could say whatever you want about Phil Mickelson. It was the same way with Tiger, frankly. You could say whatever you want. 
but understand that there are consequences for doing it. And if you go against the party line that they want you to carry, you're going to lose access. No media entity could lose access to the biggest, to two biggest personalities in the game. So everybody played the game by the rules. The rules have changed. And that's why you're seeing extra venom with what's happening in the film mix. Because fans are sitting back going, I don't get it. It doesn't seem like he did anything that big. So we, he pissed off his Saudis and he, and he, and he angered the, the PGA Tour. But what's the big deal that, that's causing him to lose spots, all the rest? Well, it's because... Phil, in this case, has been completely revealed, and the venom coming at him from all these, these are the same people who for decades had to sit on their hands, and they couldn't say, they couldn't kind of harumph and laugh and go, well, here's Phil pushing his, his commercial agendas upon us again. They couldn't do it. So everybody played the game the way they wanted to. The game just shifted. Frankly, the same thing happened to Tiger after Tiger had his dramatic fall from grace. But in Tiger's case, because it was these personal failings, it wasn't about greed. It wasn't, it wasn't about being unappreciative for the platform that he was on. To the contrary, it was about him doing stupid things in his personal life. That's something that people are much quicker to, to forgive for, to say, look, I'm sorry. We went too far. We were mean to you on that. I get it. We were reacting emotionally, and now they love him. Whether Phil can rebuild the goodwill or not is what remains to be seen with this. A little pent-up frustration is what Matt Adams is telling us here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, last thing, Matt, and again, this is such a big story. We went long on it. I do want to take at least one question onto the course. You know, I kind of look at the golf season as starting on January 1st with the calendar. I know, I know it starts the previous year and they play, well, when they have Ryder Cups and stuff like that. That's pretty damn big. But the actual tour season for me starts in Hawaii in January. So we've made our way to Florida. Anything through the first two months of the season, if you want to go back to the holidays, feel free. Uh, but has anything jumped out at you either? Players looking that good, changes in the game, something that you see is going to be different as we move on in 2022? Well, I think the thing that I'd be remiss if I didn't mention does take us back to the holidays right before where Tiger Woods and his son Charlie played in the, the PNC Challenge. And then they had 12 birdies in a row and, and, and damn near won this thing. So, that was, I think, a gift for everybody for the holidays. Everybody loved watching that, and that was very, very emotional. To the time frame that you just talked about, it's interesting because for you as a sports fan, it starts in January. For most of the casual fans of golf, it actually starts in April, and that's the Masters is where all of that is going to kick off. The thing that's interesting about the game of golf right now is you've got a lot of great players that are in great form. Uh, that's not terribly unusual. It's just such a battle at the top of the game. So we've seen some really good golf play. We saw it at Riviera. Uh, we saw it before that at the Waste Management. It just every week it seems to be super good play. Even this week where you have the Honda Classic that kind of got squeezed in between the schedules where it was, wasn't able to attract a major field, even though they're playing at PGA National, which is a stone throw from where the vast majority of tour players live. They literally can sleep in their own beds and play in the tournament. They opted not to for a week of rest. But one who did play was a multiple-time winner who grew up and he's from South Florida uh, in Berger. And, and right now, Berger's playing really good. Daniel Berger's a great ball striker, uh, comes from a tennis family, very athletic kid, and he's leading by, by five. So he's going into the final round in, in very good shape. So we're seeing some super good play, 
A lot of young players emerging around the world. We've seen some vets that are playing as well. All of it, again, now goes to the time frame that I just mentioned, April, the Masters. And when it comes to that combination, no matter what stories are going on, no matter what happens with this other soap opera, the Masters trumps them all. It is the biggest event every year in the game. And that says nothing for what's coming up in two weeks for the players, which is going to be huge, too. But for a lot of people, it's the Masters that starts the high season. We will certainly get Matt Anamton uh, when the Masters roll around, but I do want to get you on sometime in March as well to uh, talk more about the lead-up to the Masters, and we won't know if Tiger's going to play till we get uh, that much closer to the week thereof. Mr. Adams, you always inform whenever you come on. Thank you for doing so tonight. I'll talk to you in a couple weeks, brother. Thanks, Jody. Back to you. That is Matt Adams from the Golf Channel, and also you want to, uh, if you're any kind of a golf fan, if you don't listen to his syndicated show, Fairways of Life, I'm not sure exactly what kind of golf fan you are. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.